Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Comics Collective. You may notice that there's something different. We staged a hostile takeover, and Dallas has been kicked from the podcast completely. Forcibly evicted. Forcibly evicted from his own pet project for the past four years. He created oh. and nurtured very lovingly, but no, just kidding. On a lighter note, he's just super sick with the man flu, so he just is not invited to this week's mm-hmm. episode anymore. But we love we him. We do. We just don't <laughs> want to catch whatever he's got over cyberspace. Yeah, so. heavens no. <laughs> Ooh, okay, but on a better note, I'm Lex. And I'm Anne. And we, ourselves, are going to bring you this week's episode of the Comics Collective. So all alone. It's going to be fantastic. It is. It's going to be great. Yeah. Poor Dallas. He's probably just all sad in his, own little, in his little house, just thinking about how just, sad he is that he's missing out. He could have been here, but nope, had to go and get sick. Yeah. Well, and would you like to introduce what we read this week? Yes. Um, <laughs> or you read like, today. This week, I read this in one day. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got here right under the radar. Um, we well, read the Backstagers. Yes. Thank you very much. Oh, I want to. Um, it's by James Tinian the fourth, and by Ryan Sieg. I, I I hope I'm saying that right. I, the last Sig Sig. I think your so. guess is better than mine, probably. I, I'm sorry, Ryan, and it's also um. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading off really small type. Um, Walter Baymonte. Yes. Okay. That's as close as I'm going to get. And I hope I didn't sabotage it. With much love, we love what they've all created. So. Exactly. <laughs> That's the important part. Exactly. Ooh, sorry, could you just hear that little puppy feet across the hard floor? No, I just, I keep wondering if you can hear like the, the ferret scratching at my door. No. I love your little ferret. Every time that I like see it move in the background, I get all excited. But I'm in here. She just like time to awaken. Like hello, mother. (laughs) But no, Kay, do you kind of just want to jump right in? Absolutely. This is just. I actually started. So I read most of it today, but the first like three issues or so, I actually read a month or so ago. Just picked it up off Comicsology, Mm -hmm. just on a recommendation. I'm not sure it might have been I'm not sure if it was Dallas but someone recommended it to me maybe it was Evan and they're like you have to read this book it's incredible so I read the first couple chapters I'm like okay this is something really special I want to take my time with this because I know there wasn't a lot of it mm-hmm. so I was, I was stretching it out but I finally got that push to just you know pull pull the band-aid off finish it today <laughs> and it's just such a special little series it's so wholesome right it makes my heart all warm and I think this is like just to go out there. If you aren't following like boombox titles, get on next. I've read a good handful now, and not a single one has disappointed me in any way, shape, or form. They're so so wholesome, so feel good. Like if you're tired of comics that are depressing, if you're tired of, tired of people treating characters in really shitty ways, then pick up a boombox comic and just remember why you like reading comics to begin with. Exactly. Like this whole run, I feel like was just like so soft and like just fun, simple, just good humor. That was just cute, you know, yeah. and I I just loved it. Like the exact and... opposite we're doing right now. <laughs> exactly. It was just a nice break. Well, Dallas is having us read a lot of deep shit and I'm just over it. Yeah, this is definitely not Doom Patrol. I know. Oh, don't even get me started on that weird delete. <laughs> This is my Doom Patrol. Oh. Surprise, everyone. <laughs> Although, I would I would kill to see Mr. Nobody show up in these pages. I feel like it would have fit. He would, that would fit. That's that fitting. Fit. He would just appear in one of the rooms and be like, I don't know where I am. Perfectly. <laughs> like, I don't know where I am, but I'm here for it. Yeah, exactly. But a little side note, I feel like that kind of needs to be said right off the top. And I don't know who follows me personally on Twitter. Every time I singularly grace Twitter every six weeks because it makes me nervous um but I kind of said earlier I this whole the whole point of this run and like the, these issues are these mm-hmm. kids 
our stage crew for their high school drama club. They're theater kids. Like that's the realm that they're in. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I just latched onto that so tight because that was my life for literally like four years. And I just like had nightmares about it. And I was like, this book is exactly my experience. Like, I don't know if these writers literally Mm -hmm. lived it (laughs) like me, but it was spot on. Yeah, I read a little bit of what um James Tinian said about the series, and I believe this is a lot from personal experience, just like having this quirky little group of friends working backstage at the play and just their experience together. And he wanted to bring that out in this comic, which I really think mm-hmm. he does. And he wanted it to be a place that was like safe for people who are going through that part in their life, that like awkward like high school phase where you're like not really sure of yourself, Terrible. you feel weird and you want to find people that are like you so you know that like all the little quirks about you are okay and I think the series does that really really well like I was never a stage person in any sense of the word I was never in any plays I was never helping out backstage but like I was a big band nerd so Mm -hmm. like I definitely feel like that sense of community and how strong that can be they are very close I will say that because like when I was in high school, we were super close also with the band kids. Like, it was just kind of a whole big cult that we were all in together. That's the perfect way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. The musical department is a cult, and no one can change my mind. It's a very nerdy cult, but it's a cult. It's a cult. (laughs) We don't really know that it's one, and we don't necessarily meant it to be that way, but it has become one. But, oh, I don't know. Like, I just feel... So kind of a little background... We are introduced to kind of our main character throughout, um, named Jory. And the first issue, kind of, we see the stress I feel like every little high school student feels when Jory's mom is like, you got to find something to do after school. Like, I work. You can't come home. Like, find something. And so he, like, sees the little poster that's like, drama tryouts. And he, like, walks into the theater. And I cannot tell you... Like, I literally had, like, flashbacks to this moment where you, like, pitter down into the theater and you see, like, the kings of theater, like, oh the, the stupid twins. They're <laughs> the real kids. and everyone has them. I literally <laughs> remember their names. Their names were Noah and Stone Newbold. They were two of them. They were brothers and they're real. <laughs> and they're just the ones that are, like, covered in glitter and just, boom, middle of the spotlight. And that is our Kevin and Blake in this run and they are so spot on every school has them they're crazy (laughs) oh they will literally scream at you for breathing their air exactly it's (laughs) and i think that's one of the things that really makes it work like even though i didn't have the same stage experience it's like i could still picture these people as people that went to my own high school and i'm like i know exactly who this is i know exactly who that is yeah and it's just so perfect in that regard I, like, literally can name, like, every single character in this run, there's a real person in my life that I can name drop. I'm not even kidding. Even, like, their cute little altars for that one episode right. where they're I girls. Was... Yeah, it's they kind of, like, just, they talk about that in the issue. It's like, hey, there's this girl school, and it literally has all of your clones there, because that's just because how Because they're works. all the same. You're universal archetypes. Get used to it. Exactly. Exactly. But, no, so we see little Jory make his way down into the theater and the two king twins of the apocalypse basically (laughs) are like hey i don't know who you are you haven't been here long enough long enough for us to care about you so go Mm -hmm. fetch me this which is real people do that the seniors are psychopaths yeah always and so he just gets like eaten by the backstage which in this run, it's, of course, more satire and crazy and so fun, like a magical world. Right. But in real life, it's dark, dirty, and dusty, and you're probably going to get tetanus. But that's for another time. <laughs> uh, we always had to – our <clears throat> like our theater stage was weird because it was in the cafeteria, and we had to walk <gasps> through it to get to like the pep band stage for the gymnasium oh. whenever they were – basketball mm-hmm. games 
and we always had to clamber over every set piece, every yes! little like decoration, and it was always so awkward because I was always afraid someone's gonna trip and like break their trumpet or something. Oh yeah, it's it's always a mess. And I'm like, the fact that people can navigate this in the dark and make it work is just insane. It's crazy. Little side note: one of the shows that I did in high school, we did Tarzan, mm-hmm. and so they had this like mountain structure made. Mm-hmm. That had like all these different layers, and in the middle of it was a trampoline, so we oh could do like God. acrobatics. But when they were building it, the trampoline wasn't there, but we were still rehearsing. <laughs> and to comment on your stumbling around in the dark, oh no, we literally had a kid break his leg because he fell off of the stage, like into the into the trampoline hole. Oh. <laughs> It was great. It was great. I feel so sorry for laughing at the kid that broke his leg, but I know because we both That's like just... we hear it's dark and we just hear a bunk and we're like, who was that? Who was Where that? Where is it? And just all of the stage lights flip on, and there's just this kid in the freaking trampoline hole, and he's like stunned, like he didn't even cry or anything. He just was completely yeah, just stunned. Like, he's I like, can't I'm fine. I fell in the trampoline hole. I can't yeah, and believe I was, like, I did a that. little freshman, and we're just like, bless you. <laughs> Never saw him again. I'm just still like I can't believe you had acrobatics in yours like my high school is so small the like most extravagant thing we did was like the sound of music (laughs) it's just like we had silks we had silks in Tarzan that one was insane let me tell you that I didn't do them because I have the acrobatic skills of I don't know it was great sorry my little side tangent you can't tell I really liked this book a lot because I picked it. <laughs> Same, I feel like it's hard to not like this book. I say I know I say that a lot, but it's, I just like enjoying things and just yes. this. There's so many parts where it's just like I'm just smiling. I'm just mm-hmm. so giddy, and it does the thing I really like, especially with Boombox comics, is it makes everything so expressive. I think the art, especially, is so unique here. There's, I was talking to you about this earlier. I think there's a lot of very Eastern influences here. It feels like yeah. this is close to like a manga as a Western comic can get in the way that the characters are very stylistically drawn and the way their emotions are depicted is also very exaggerated, very stylistic in that regard. Like <clears throat> whenever someone's upset, their heads catch on fire or like. Yes, so, like, I'm literally looking at that picture that? Of, the, of the close up <laughs> of, I think his name's Tim. Yeah, of Tim's face, and he's like, literally says like, "This is Tech Week. This is war." And when I tell you, <laughs> I literally laugh. I screenshotted it. It's oh right here. Oh my god! <laughs> Tim because has I just... read it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It they, they, they clocked hair. me, <laughs> and it just—it's waving all over the place like Medusa, and it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, like and I'm fire. thinking about the the moment from the Valentine's Death special where um Beckett finds out that um. Aziz is up in the the box with his girlfriend and he's just standing there his face is like oh this is okay but in the background it's just this huge flaming head of rage and I'm like oh my god and there's moments where it's like the Sailor Moon glitter effects around a character just like look at how beautiful I am look at how showy I am and it's like it's so perfect there's and the two twins the kings there's always like the hearts around them and they're always there's the glitter in their eye they're so dramatic and I just love the way that the art carries 90% of the character in these books it like really you get a really good feel for what's going on and you don't even have to read it exactly like I love Sasha's like little retelling of when he quit the football team and they're like crying (laughs) and he's like standing up on the bleachers and there's like the lights all around him all fancy and I'm like this is definitely how it happened oh Sasha Sasha's my life (laughs) so precious (laughs) Oh, but no, I just, uh, I loved it. Like my favorite, like with the tech week thing that made me laugh uncontrollably or when they were like, tell your folks, you won't be home for dinner. Tell your teachers that homework is now priority number two. Right. And then the other seniors like, or like priority number seven, (laughs) because we never did our homework and it's a miracle. We all graduated. Oh, Oh. yeah. And it's, I just love that from that aspect, it works like it's very, realistic very relatable but also it has this really twisted mystical side the fantasy the fantasy side of it where it's like down in the basement there's this like hidden narnia of just backstage and it like links like all these different theaters together and that's 
so crazy and that's where the art like really explodes because everything in here is very stylistic the characters are but the world's very you know very concrete very real Mm -hmm. but then as soon as you get into this other space you're like everything is just you can't take your eyes off the page it's so colorful it's so mysterious like the costume room right oh my gosh oh Oh my god tree i i another (laughs) another screenshot here it was so beautiful (laughs) and the the valentine episode where it's like things are like twisting all around and it's like like an mc escher painting or something like that Mm -hmm. it's wicked insane and it just adds something like it couldn't it's not done well it could feel so out of place but it's just such a natural part and everyone's just so cool with it too they're Mm -hmm. like oh yeah that's just the hidden other world in our basement that's fine everyone's crazy The crazy thing that I feel like this made me feel is like the art in this book is how my memories feel of that time when I was in that time of my life. Like looking back, like it's just like a beautiful little thing that happened in my life. And I feel like they really depicted like the magic that a lot of people don't see of what we're doing in that. And I really, really liked it a lot. I mean, it's definitely, we don't have a giant cherry tree growing in our costume room and it's scary and you're probably gonna die if you go up there by yourself but I don't know it's just like I feel like it has the wispy magicalness that I remember of being in theater and working backstage and being able to touch all the fun cool things that I wasn't allowed to touch yeah because <laughs> one of the <clears throat> one of the themes going through the story excuse me one second you're okay gosh my voice has just been all over the place today don't and worry the, about it say one of the aspects that they touch on the theme that comes into play towards the end of the story is just there's this magic in the performance and the art of it and you know I wasn't a theater kid but I was definitely a band nerd and just like that sensation after a concert after playing on the field it's just insane Mm -hmm. there's no other way to describe it and like like you said when you said that I just like oh my god I I can feel it this is the the magic on the page and it makes me think about all the moments I have with my friends all the moments I had just the pride I felt the accomplishment I felt exactly. it's all here in these pages and it's only an eight issue run which is insane to me because I know so good <laughs> <laughs> I literally when Dallas told me he's like it's, it's like 300 pages and usually when he says that I'm like oh Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not I read this in like an hour I don't know how it happened but yep. it was just wonderful that's about I what I did too <laughs> <laughs> it's great but I don't know like it was just so fun and I it was just great because I mean with my experience because I definitely was more on stage right but there was one particular show with being like I was my senior year I was in like advanced show so like we had like we had a class for it instead of Mm -hmm. it being after school and part of that curriculum was that we would take the um like the special education department Mm -hmm. and we would be tech for a show for them. Okay. And we, we did Susical the musical. I remember specifically, and it was so cute. And I was the one up in the light booth with the buttons and the lights, (laughs) like Beckett. And I tell you it's a science and that's real. (laughs) It's a science. And it's also the most stressful thing ever. Cause I was, um, I was the assistant band director for my high school band for a couple of years after I graduated and going back there, one of my responsibilities was taking, <laughs> taking care of that room during the concert. And I've never felt more stress in my life. Like so there's so many buttons. There's so many switches. And why I'm do like, you feel like you're going to fall out? Right. Right. It's a, Oh my gosh. It's a crowd. Like, I don't need to be this high up. I don't know what's yeah. going on. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. yeah. Real respect for Beckett. Real mm-hmm. respect. Mm-hmm. There's a science to it. And when tiny little Sasha's, push all the buttons it definitely makes you want to have a heart attack it's it's real yeah that's what I always imagined I do by accident (laughs) yeah just kind of does it on purpose I'm like I wish I was that carefree I wish I was as carefree as Sasha definitely a sophomore be real (laughs) oh no it's just so funny I just love how I also love how like in each character's actual style of how mm-hmm. they were drawn, it's very telling to like their character stereotype. Right, I feel right. like, oh, I don't know. I mean, even with like Hunter, the big mm-hmm. brawny like mechanic that like mm-hmm. makes all the fun sets, like he's just so cute and I just love him. And he's like, I, but he looks like his stereotype. 
Right. And I just think it's so funny, like the way that you probably have a picture in your mind of what he looks like, and it's probably right. <laughs> yeah, like he's the big, like he's the larger, like teddy bear person, and yeah. that's like his character to a T. And then you have Sasha, who's small and childlike, and they're just so innocent. Exactly. And then there's Beckett, who literally has like a square head, and he's just like so focused all the time. <laughs> and Aziz has like this like hair wisp, and he's a little hunched over, like he just he's like, yeah, I'm here. I'm yeah. I I hang, you know. <laughs> And I also specifically one thing about Aziz, like his outfit, because in his in the run, he is the one that's in charge of like making sure pieces get on set. I have this image of the guy that used to do that for us and his pants and his shoes look the exact same as that kid. And it just makes me really laugh every single time. It's so perfect. And, you know, like the characters, they all fit this like the specific archetype. (laughs) But they're all very unique, and they all feel very fleshed out. And I like just how diverse it is. Mm-hmm. It's like this is a comic that just like feels like it shouldn't exist because we never get to see this level of just like comfortability in like characters. Like everyone's very comfortable in like their sexual identities, their gender identities. There's no like toxic masculinity to be seen anywhere. Yeah. This is a series where guys get to cry, and that you never see that that's insane exactly especially their teacher too i love that part oh do you want to kind of expand on that i got excited when i mentioned it so (laughs) oh my gosh the the like little teacher their like little guide who comes in at the end there's i feel like his story there's a lot here that i feel like just kind of like crammed into it at the end this series could have gone on for three to four times longer than it did and really flesh out those parts of it and his story was something really touching to me i really like the like stereotype of like the older guy with the big button red nose and he's just like all grumpy all the time but he's got this embittered past and seeing like what happened to him is so emotional because you don't especially like lgbt stories that's not the story that's always told um especially like the the older members of the community and seeing like his unfold it's got this air of like tragicness to it. it it was definitely a tragedy what happened to him but just the fact that at the end of the series, he's kind of moved past it and moved on. And there's this new generation that's doing so much better than him. That means a lot to see. And gosh, he's just like, I, I picture him. He's like the grandpa from Up. If you like grabbed him yes. by the foot, the head just kind of like stretched it elongated out. Him. Elongated him. <laughs> and I just love how like supportive he is of all of them. Like yeah. I remember specifically like our and like our director, I guess, cause he's mm-hmm. kind of the one that is like overseeing it, but you know, not really. But I just remember our director was like the most understanding and like accepting and loving teacher I would right. see in our entire school. Mm-hmm. Like she has just, she's seen every type of shit that exists. And so they're just awesome. Mm-hmm. And I really felt affection for him specifically because of how loving he was towards the next generation and how supportive he was of them Mm -hmm. and they were able to come like how Beckett hides in his office for like two months after they're going missing (laughs) I'm like that that tracks tracks. I used to go take naps under my director's desks during my uh off hours and just hide in her office so and it fits in this like wholesome theme where I don't think like even the kings aren't bad characters like they're they're assholes sometimes but they're never like intentionally like I want to see you like suffer and burn type characters exactly. you know exactly they're not mean they're just eccentric which is the whole <laughs> theater all, department as a whole like I'm thinking like mean girls they're, they're kind of like watered down versions of Regina George yeah exactly <laughs> and they think they're Regina George exactly they think they're <laughs> that important exactly they have that god complex big time yeah and just talking about the relationship between Beckett and the old man that's one of the things like Beckett's a trans character and it's one of the things that I didn't pick up on in the first volume. I didn't pick up on that until the second volume because it's very subtly hinted at. Like I didn't know that um, the other school was an all girls school until they met their female counterparts and Beckett's like, oh, I used to go there. I'm like, okay, I see what's happening now. And it's just like subtle moments. Like you see like his binder in a couple of panels and I'm like, okay, now I see. They never explicitly say it. But I like that the old man never misgenders him, never says anything inappropriate. He just treats him like one of the guys. And that means a lot to me. That's Mm -hmm. really cool to see. And 
yeah, that that makes me feel nice inside. And it goes like I read a little bit of the interview with um, James Tinney and Tinney's like, I wanted this to be a book where any kid could pick it up and feel like they could find a place to belong, to feel like they find their specific little quirk and identify with it and realize that they can find other people who have those quirks and fit in with them as well. So I thought that was just a neat little touch. Oh, see, oh, I love it so much. I'm just I'm like <laughs> all giggly and I just want to talk about it for the rest of my life. But I, I just love like, I feel like we kind of touched a little on like the magical aspect of it, right. and but we haven't like fully dive deep into it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it'd be kind of fun to talk about it a little bit. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a pretty major part. <laughs> To, just to say the bit. least, just a little bit. It's not like there's a whole other like dimension under like under oh, the no. stage or anything. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> That's just a side plot. Exactly. I'm like, we're really like put right in the middle of it right at the beginning mm-hmm. too, with when Jory is sent down into the belly of the beast by our Regina Georges, <laughs> and like stumbles across the backstagers trying to round up these little like these little mechanical mice type right. things. Mm-hmm. The little tool mice, I think is what they call them. And it's just so funny because like, first of all, there you will find mice in your state backstage and it will scare the living shit out of you every time, especially because it's partially dark back there all the time. <laughs> and it's just so fun, like watching them like scramble mm-hmm. and like, it's just so real. That reminds you like, yeah, these are definitely high school students right. <laughs> that are like in their little magical realm. And Jory is just, like, so confused by it. And they're like, don't ask questions. Like, nobody has questions. Don't, don't ask questions. It's fine. We're all fine. And they're just, like, crying inside. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that it touches on that experience of, like, joining, like, to quote you, a, a musical cult. Because there's this, <laughs> there's this um, atmosphere. There's this culture that in groups like that that you enter into. And at first it's very shocking, very, like, wow, this they do a lot of weird things that are just kind of... <laughs> off and I didn't expect that like I didn't know what this experience would be like but it just it makes them feel like this unit like this family that's been experienced they're this like veteran group who's like yeah this is no big deal exactly. this is just Tuesday this is fine and then Joy just like okay I guess this is fine and then yeah just... and that's really what you do you're yeah. like well I mean at this point why it's you like, okay I'm, I'm here I might as well be one of them if it's no big deal to them it's no big deal to me and maybe exactly. it'll be fun so who knows <laughs> I'm just like, I have so many memories. I wish I could just like make my little memories into like a movie and just let, let everybody watch it. But probably not as glamorized as my oh mind my has gosh. decided. If you combine like this book, I keep thinking like you combine this book with the, the camp aspect of Lumberjanes. It's like you have every band camp experience <laughs> I've ever had in my life. Yes. It's just so perfect. Oh, Or like, you know, the part where like the actual like on stage kids are like playing that like song tossing game to each other yes do you remember that part yep. that's real we do that really yes. oh it's horrible <laughs> I, as someone who's literally like sang my entire life that game still gives me nightmares it like gets my pulse Gosh. running it's just I'm so, so stressful i'm so glad we never did anything like that in correlation the, the most we did was just sing on a bus to like a competition and that's yeah. about it we're like, this is as far as we'll go in the games department. <laughs> so we played so many dumb games. Oh I have gosh. PTSD. <laughs> oh, post-traumatic singing disorder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, but no. And I, I love the depictions of like each of the different types of like rooms in the other yes. backstage realm. We kind of get like a mini introduction with it when Hunter offers to take Jory to the paint room. And so we like kind of see he's like, there's there's kind of a pattern up to a point, and then you just get lost beyond all belief, and then you get you never come back, like the unspoken backstagers from like right. the eighties. Mm-hmm. And they're just like name dropped that the like this whole group just never came back from the depths of hell and they've been lost ever since. It's like, oh, okay, these are definitely, like, 16-year-olds. That's fine. Oh, my gosh. That, but, that mystery unfolding was so cool. Yes! Did you, have a, did you have a favorite room? Because there is a right answer here. Well, obviously, you already tweeted about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I think that was, like, the last issue I read when I was going through it the first time. And I'm like, this is, 
that was the moment I said, this is the perfect comic. Mm-hmm. It's just the birds. <laughs> when they just open speech. it and they're like, okay, and close the door. I love how open the door there's these four birds having tea and i just love how judgmental the owl looks like she's like could you knock please we were having a moment you were not invited thanks thanks (laughs) goodbye but no i really feel like my favorite i like audibly gasped when I saw like the full page spread of the costume room Mm -hmm. where they actually meet up with the other school because they're like oh my gosh like we're a lot deeper into the rooms than we ever have been into the kind of the the maze that Mm -hmm. is created under the under the stage in the back and they're like wow like this isn't our costume room like where are we we have no idea and like that's kind of where they meet like the all-girls school and it's fun to see like them until they get their asses beat, but <laughs> that was great. That was so worth it. Mm-hmm. It was great. Oh, and I just it loved was... all the pink. <laughs> it's a very pretty, this is like one of the moments where you wish like we could show you guys like the the panels that we're looking at because maybe I'll tweet it. The costume room is so pretty. Ugh. I like want it as my screensaver on my phone <laughs> just because it's pretty. I've had those moments before. <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, how can I crop it? Because there's like the little tiniest bit of like text where I'm like, oh, I love you, but you do nothing for this picture. How do I get rid of you? <laughs> yeah, but that, that's the Photoshop skills I don't have. And I, know. I wish I did. Can't relate. Can't relate. Can't relate. What's your favorite room other than the little birds? Other than the little, oh, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like the horror aspect of it. I really like the spiders. echo spiders. I thought the echo spiders were great. <laughs> I, I love how I said horror, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> and they had, little, they had little babies. They you were little, little, little babies. Ones, but <laughs> but the oh parents my. were like the size of trucks and just like literally would kill you in an instant. And they repeat back everything you say. Yes, that's little so terrifying. scary. Like, the thought of that, like, gives me shivers. <laughs> it's like in any other context with any other art style, that would be the most terrifying thing to imagine. Mm-hmm. But it's just here, mild threat. Mild threat <laughs> in my wholesome universe. <laughs> we are not reading Nice Little House on the Lake today. We are just reading <laughs> Backstagers, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, exactly. I'm not quite ready for October when Dallas is making us read all horror it's gonna oh. be a little spooky. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm getting back into it. I'm I'm feeling my horror side like come back. She's she's making her reemergence. Well, <laughs> hopefully by October we'll be there and I'll be um ready to go full Junji Ito on everyone. <laughs> See, I'm a little pansy. I'm nervous. <laughs> I just started watching scary movies like a year ago. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Dallas won't tell you this, but we were not allowed to watch scary movies growing up, Guilty. and he hid behind a couch at a high school party because he didn't want to watch one. Noted. Everyone, if you're listening to this, make sure you tweet at Dallas. Um, yep. He's probably going to take it out because that's the one thing about him still oh my editing gosh, this yeah. episode. That's... If you take it out, Dallas, I will come for you. I will listen to this episode. You take it out. Fine. I will tweet it every day until you put it back in. Yep. Until you release yep. it as an exclusive audio clip. <laughs> yep. We'll put it on a Patreon. Just make it strictly exactly. for that. <laughs> Beautiful oh. evil masterminds working together. I love this. Great. He's never allowed to come back. <laughs> exactly. Oh, just kidding. We love him sometimes. Unless Miss he makes you. us read Spider-Man. Oh, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> don't tell don't tell him I said that. Don't tell Glenn I said that. <laughs> Glenn. I have a question. There's Glenn sent in a question for later. Yeah. And like Glenn, I know you're going to listen to this, and I want you to know I love you with the whole being of my soul that he can just never get my name right in any of the questions that he sent in. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. Oh, my like, gosh. He called me Alexa. He, he called me Alex in this one with an apostrophe S, so it's almost there. But it just makes me giggle every time that I'm like, this This is just me. I just don't I don't have a name anymore. <laughs> just call you like Lex. You were you were the yeah. Lex user of the podcast. Exactly. I'll just shave my head. I think exactly. about it sometimes. Go full character. That's how he <laughs> Yep. Yep. I'll just become an evil mastermind on the side as well. Kind of already am. Oh. 
But no, oh, oh, geez, okay, we got on a real rabbit hole that with that one. Did we? I we okay. opened a door to another room, and we just need to close it now. Yeah. That was just he and everyone taste. That That's what reading rooms. the backstagers is like. You know, exactly. you just don't you know just what you're gonna get yourself into. Stumble upon some things <laughs> accidentally. You open a room, and it's Gwen. <laughs> he's just standing there waving at you, and you're like, "Hi," and he's like. Hi, Annie. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) And maybe that's just his thing. Maybe he does it on purpose. He probably does. At this point, he probably does. I'd believe it. I'd believe it. See, Um, this is the level of interaction you can get if you send us questions. We get to know you and we talk about your Exactly. We just love to harass. He's a a regular. We're allowed to harass a little bit. He signed the waiver. He's fine. (laughs) He signed it in an email. You email us, you lose your rights. He signed the waiver, but the problem is he signed it Gleb, so. (laughs) I love you, Glenn. Oh, Glenn. The best part is is I know he's going to listen to this episode. That's the the even best part, because I don't even have to say, like, oh, if he hears this, because he definitely will. Exactly. I I feel like I'm not making this joke to nobody. (laughs) Exactly. That's the best thing. To him and and Dallas, the two that we know are definitely going to listen to this episode. The two that we can't help but roast. Oh my oh. gosh. It's all with love. All with love. <laughs> yes. I love with the wholesomeness okay. of the backstagers. Oh yeah. With the side of this lovely comic that I'm going to buy in actual paper. They don't stay often. You know what? Dallas texted me the other day and asked if I... Because he left me this big long box of comics when he mm-hmm. moved. Just probably for storage because he's probably right. gonna stand back. He literally texted me. He goes, "Did I leave you this one? Can I? Can you like mail it to me?" I'm like, "I thought these." I'm like, oh, okay. It's like, oh, I'm just your personal delivery service. Okay. Yeah. Fine. I just store them under my bed. That's why. Maybe that's why my mattress is so hard. <laughs> when I it's like the princess and the pea, except instead of a pea, it's just a long, <laughs> a long box of comics. <laughs> I should make that my freaking Twitter bio. The Princess and the Pea, but with long boxes of comics. Beautiful. Oh, okay. Where were we? But it's okay. Oh. Okay, I want to ask, which issue of the volumes was your favorite? Because there was a few that have a few different themes. What do you think was your favorite? Which issue? That's a hard... Or like like, the plot point. It's hard because I really like the entire third act, just like when everything's coming together and they have to go back in for like one last time. And the, of course, one of the twins gets stuck inside because we knew that mm-hmm. was going to happen. Those little bitches every time. Exactly. <laughs> just can't stay to the stage where they belong. Um, I love that was me. <laughs> I love I seeing that resolution. And, you know, there's, Great moments there, especially with like um Hunter and Jory. I love their relationship and seeing oh, that come full circle. And of course, I love seeing um everything I talked about with the old man and how his story ends. Easily for me, the most touching like page mm-hmm. in the entire thing. So that was my part. How about you? Yes. Oh, see, that was that was kind of mine. Or yeah, like when like the whole. I feel like when the whole realization of, like, the climax of it, of where, like, the unspoken evil comes from and, like, the origin of it, I was just like, oh, like, oh, that, like, hurts my soul. Right. I was like, I really feel for this character. And, like, and then, like, in the Valentine's issue, when he's, like, sitting by that flower that, like, takes the memories, I was like, stop it. I can't even. That was so good. I need this because of this issue. I need my memories taken because of this one panel. Oh, so sad. Okay. And like his conversation with Beckett. Oh. oh, there's, it's truly special when a comic can like make you tear up or, you know, yes. cry. And this is definitely one of those moments where it's like, it's so well paced, so well executed. Where it's like up to this, I feel like it was a little crammed. I feel like, Again, I, this could have gone on for so many more arcs, and I hope that this gets the Lumberjanes treatment and eventually gets animated and put on HBO Max. I think that would be fantastic. I would really cry if that happened. Right? Like, big, ugly tears if this was made into a little cartoon. Endless my mind. potential for adorableness. Get on it. Exactly. HBO! <laughs> and it's like, 
just the moment that, like it breaks you but you're like oh thank you <laughs> do it yes. again yes you're like please <laughs> I loved it oh yeah or like oh see I just keep getting back to the panel where they're playing this stupid slap catch game with this music I just oh my god I literally just I'm like kind of scrolling through to like refresh like what my favorites are and I just saw that stupid page and I want to have a heart attack <laughs> it just catches your eye there's just sometimes certain pages pages that will always catch your eye while skimming through yeah. you know what there's only one thing I remember just I love the crossing the bridge scene because I love oh. all the little musical references in the background and like oh that's Les Mis I recognize that <laughs> I, I love that where they like recreated the Hamilton playbill for one oh of the covers gosh. of the issues that was beautiful <laughs> i screenshotted that too oh or where they meet the freaking the villain like when yes. he like steps out of the void i'm like boop okay boop. this okay. is a little spooky <laughs> those horror but, vibes coming in Tendian can't help himself yeah exactly exactly or the fact that like when they were in there it was like two months yeah, they they were missing insane. for two months and their families like freaked the F out. I was like, oh my gosh, okay. It was unexpected. I love that they freaked out, but they're they're still kind of chill with it. Everyone's like still pretty okay. Yeah, like, oh, you still allowed back? to go to school. Cool. <laughs> they're alive. And they're so chill about they're like, okay, cool, you're back. You have two months of homework to make up. Have fun. <laughs> also, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. Win uh, win. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I just feel like it was so cool and I just loved how real it felt, but also like the fun mix of like the magic with it. It just was so great. Yeah. And like earlier, I could go on like an essay talking about how this magic is like thematically important for like people's high school experiences in the best of ways. And it's just, it's a special spark. It's, it's hard mm-hmm. to describe. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like an idiot just sitting here giggling, like, oh my gosh, it's so great. But... I know, but it's so true, though. Right? Like, I just love it. <laughs> this is what uh, you get from a girl's episode. Sorry. Exactly. Just giggling the whole time. Just giggling and smiling. My my cheeks, my face cheeks are going to hurt after this. Oh, you know, I talked to you about this earlier. You know what this um this book really reminds me of? This, oh, I, yeah. I don't know if anyone listening is familiar with it, it's got like a recent resurge in popularity, but if you know about Orin High School Host Club, either the anime or the manga, this reminds me a lot of that in that they share a lot of the same um, student archetypes and a lot of the same interesting dynamics. Like the Orin High School Host Club also has these two twin characters that are so over the top and very, <laughs> very like lovey-dovey with each other to a level yeah, where you're like, okay, the weird incest back, twins back that you're like, are bit. you allowed to be here? <laughs> yeah, like this isn't a George R.R. R. Martin book. Back up a little bit, <laughs> please. And then um, there's the little kid who's just like, are you sure you should be in high school because you look like you're five? <laughs> yeah. And... Also, that also plays on different expectations for, like, gender roles and stuff like that. So it's just, if you're a fan of that, definitely check this book out because I think there's a lot in there that's going to feel familiar. So, yeah, I just thought that was worth pointing out. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun little plug. And I might, I'll probably go look at it. You know who I should tell? My little sister, like, right when Dallas was moving, he was like, hey, you should watch anime. And then she, like, started to watch (laughs) it and it really freaked my mom out and it was really funny. (laughs) Because, like, bless my mom. She's so cute. But she uh-huh. has, like, just her, like, little pre, like, decided notions about things. And yep. so she mm-hmm. just, like, she's oh, like, yeah. oh, no. Because, like, Tiffany would watch it on Dallas's Hulu account. Yeah. And so when I mentioned it, thinking that my mom knew about it, it did not go over well, apparently, with Dallas. <laughs> you guys asked you Oh, out. my gosh. But, and uh, it's better now and it's fine and my mom Good. knows what it is but it was better just so funny fine. like the three days that my mom was like oh my kids are going to hell and I was like oh my gosh mom chill out oh no if you knew the things I do in my free time everyone knows <laughs> everyone knows the gateway to hell is high Yuri on ice that did it. No, really. She originally thought the highway to hell was like SpongeBob. So, yep, I can. Ooh. 
I wasn't allowed to watch Cartoon Network because I had one yes! night after watching Dexter's Laboratory. And my mom's like, no more. This is the, I think she saw like 10 seconds of Ed, Ed, and Eddie. And she said, never again. <laughs> and to be honest, I don't blame her. <laughs> I know. I know. I like went and rewatched all those shows that I wasn't allowed to watch as a kid, like as an adult now. And I'm like, this oh, shit's great. <laughs> the catharsis watch. I need to get on that. I need to get on that soon. Oh, it's great. Like I randomly remember not being allowed to watch um, Adventure Time growing up and then I like watched the whole thing my senior year and I was like damn I really missed a good childhood character arc here like what in the world I missed out <laughs> Loki I'm going through like the same thing with music right now like um since I like started like transitioning everything I'm like you know what I'm getting away from all those really bullshit like toxic masculinity <laughs> expectations and just listening to everything I wasn't allowed to mm-hmm. and it's so much better it's so much more fun I listen to Taylor Swift now it's fantastic <gasps> Do you have Apple Music or Spotify Premium? Yes, I do. Both? Or which one? Both, actually. Long <gasps> story. My family mooches off my Apple. <laughs> we have both, too, because my mom doesn't know she pays for both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Same with, with you want to list off everything that this, this yes, woman please. doesn't know that she pays for? Apple Music, Spotify uh-huh. Premium, mm-hmm. HBO Max, right. Hulu Plus with no ads. Ooh. Um, Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. Netflix. Yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, there's another one. Oh, Voodoo. We have a Voodoo account. Don't know why. Think <laughs> the funny thing is, is like she'll find one show that she wants mm-hmm. to watch on it, and then she just hates ads with a passion yep. that she'll just buy the top tier of it and then forget that she has it and like log out. Oh, but the rest of us are like, <laughs> perfect. Like, I have friends that are on it. My roommate has all of our passwords. Like, it's great. It's great. Fantastic. And she just doesn't realize. I think the Spotify and the Apple Music is the funniest, though. She just, we literally have both. We got both. They do the exact same thing. Exactly. Yeah, just because. Yeah, just because my little brother said he wanted Spotify. And my mom's like, okay. And he used her card. <laughs> oh, Enjoy. but no. Where I was going with that is I I'm I'll make you a playlist of all the fun nostalgic-y, I, fun gross vomity girl songs if you I want would me to. Appreciate that so much. So, I yeah, I'll post a link on Twitter and I'll just go viral for it. Yes, please. <laughs> Give me that Spotify mixtape. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yep. This this episode of the Comics Collective has become the Anne and Lexi music show. Ta-da! Oh wait, we're talking about comics, aren't we? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Stickers. Forgot what we were doing here. People don't just come to listen to us ramble. I can't imagine. <laughs> what? Again, this is exactly what the backstagers is. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's you go down a, a rabbit show. hole and just end up on a bridge made out of garbage. Yeah. And... Getting attacked by mice. Oh. Just just a small little note, the the moment where like um Jory falls through the bridge and Sasha shows up with tape. Yeah. <laughs> the duct tape so cake. precious. Oh, and he has the and he has the crystal too. I was like, oh but I love the little like panel where it's like him ripping it out of the back of a rat and the rat just like screams and falls off the bridge. I thought that was so <laughs> funny. I was like, oh, okay. That also tracks, that makes sense. Right, yep. Makes sense. Time. Everything falls into place. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, I don't know. Do you have any closing thoughts and then we can read questions? Um, no, not really. Just want to point out that if you have Comixology Unlimited, this whole series is free to read and it takes yeah. all of an hour to read because, you know, late notice, I got it done in plenty of time. So you can <laughs> I told her this morning about exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> You tell me I got to read comics for a job. I'm on that yeah. shit. <laughs> oh, funny. It's true. Like, no questions asked. Bring it on. Like, give me an excuse to get away from Hickman's Avengers for five seconds. Yes, please. I will happily do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So do we feel good about it? There's a few yeah. questions that I think were left over from, like, your and Dallas's episode mm-hmm. that Dallas sent me that I feel like he still kind of wanted People yeah. to feel like their answer was being que- their their answer is being questioned. Yes, okay. I would love to question some answers. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I need to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and it's way later for you than it is for me since I live in the past. Yeah. 
Jeez. It's okay. I only wake up at five and it's what, almost <laughs> 10 now? We're fine. <gasps> Everything's fine. Did you not tell me that? You're going to tell me to pound sand when I ask no, you to record so late. It's okay. I normally don't fall asleep until like midnight anyway. I am made out of pain and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know that my doctor literally told me I'm not allowed to have coffee anymore because really? it makes me nervous. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's like, why are we on all this medication to make you not nervous, but you still drink four shots of espresso a day? I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, these, these things don't correlate. They're not, they don't go together. I, don't know. I, I can't understand. <laughs> You're like, yeah, stop drinking caffeine, you psychopath. <laughs> he literally called me a psychopath, which is the funniest oh part. Oh my gosh. He is my neighbor, though, okay. to be fair. He's known me since I was literally in kindergarten. I like I like to imagine that he called this at like he was on his he was in his yard and he's just like stop drinking coffee. He's like no, literally I went to his house and I was like, dude, I literally don't know why I'm twitching. And he's like, are you okay? I like pulled over in my car. I was like, yo, Adam, why am I like why is my eyeball twitching? And he's like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> like, do you need to make an appointment? And I was like, I don't think so. He's like, stop drinking coffee, you psychopath. And I'm like, okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, another side Questions. note. I cannot help my freaking iced chai with two shots of espresso. That just slaps. That sounds good. Dude, I'm I'm telling you, um, Starbucks, not that good. Beans and brews, chai with two shots of espresso, mm-hmm. medium. Beautiful. Try it. Chef's kicks. Okay. It I'll might give you a twitch. But I'm I'm here for the twitch. <laughs> Dallas doesn't drink coffee, so he won't relate. But okay, here are some of our questions. Let me see if actually any of them apply to this one. And we'll do that first and then we'll do the other two. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So dun 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 from our favorite little Glenn. I Machette. I don't know why I stuttered over that. Sorry about that, Glenn. I that's <laughs> That is karma for saying That's my back every time. Okay, so his question says, James Tinian is arguably the hottest writer in comics, but Backstagers was way before that. Do you guys have a fave before they hit it big comics by creators? Also, when is the Sparks episode? I don't know. The Sparks episode? What's what? the Sparks episode? Am I missing I don't know. Did Dallas... Leave us out to dry on a topic? I, probably. I mean, would it be the probably. first time? <laughs> Glenn, we don't know. We are poor, poor okay. writers for this. Sorry. As for the other part, well, you see Glenn with one N. Um, <laughs> I I think my favorite like creator that I knew before they got like really big. Oh, God, I hate this because their name... I'm not going to be able to say this out loud. I always just call them the Sunstone guy because they're the guy who draws and writes <laughs> Sunstone. It's, um, and I've seen, he's posted before how to pronounce his name. It's, um, Stepan, um, Sage. I think he says it's pronounced more like Sage than Sajic because it's spelled like Sajic, but pronounced Sage. Just, it's the oh. Sunstone guy, the Harleen guy. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Guy. Yes. I was like, Stenpak. Yeah. S-T-J-E-P-A-N. Dallas said it really good. Maybe he can, like, insert a little clip right here. Cut. Insert Dallas. Say the name. Uncut. There we go. Get a little bit of Dallas in this episode. (laughs) Yeah, he just one name, and then he just is not allowed the rest of the time. It's going to be great, too, because he's going to do it in his cold voice. So even even if he (laughs) does kill it, we'll never know. Sounds like he smokes, like, 15 packs a day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But anyways, Sunstone Guy, I was reading his stuff. And I was following him on DeviantArt for many years before even his first volume of Sunstone got published. Mm-hmm. So I was following him through that. And it was cool to see that get published. I got that right away. And there was really cool to see him start to get actual DC Comics work. That was phenomenal. I, I read all of the um the Harleen stuff, which is easily one of my favorite Harley Quinn stories I of all time. I love Harleen. I literally would sell my soul for an issue of that i was so so sad that he had to stop because of his like his own health concerns and he's like i have so many of my own stories i want to tell i need to get them done first before i do dc stuff because yeah. if you if you haven't go to his deviantart and check out his harleen strips because there are some beautiful moments in there between harley and poison ivy that we would have gotten to see but we 
unfortunately won't. And it's just, God, the things he had planned was just so great. And it's just going to be lost forever. <laughs> it's just the saddest thing. But mm-hmm. that's the first creator that comes to mind when I think of who did I know before they were big. That is a fantastic answer. And I will say the same because I'm going to be completely honest. I am like chopped liver when it comes to knowledge of creators so far. <laughs> so I agree with that one because I love Harleen. So exactly. Kiss. <laughs> creators are hard. I still feel like I struggle sometimes because like, like James Tinian, I had no idea. Like the name didn't really stick with me until like last mm-hmm. year, but I'm yeah. realized like, People have been talking about his detective comics run since 2016. And it's mm-hmm. like, I haven't been like that involved with the community, but I should have been involved enough to notice that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, with comics, I have the same thing I did when I was a kid where it's like, I knew that different singers sang different songs, but I couldn't really hear <laughs> yeah. it at first. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, I have like the Guitar Hero thing where I just picture the same band playing every song. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm I'm at that point now where I'm starting to even like separate like different colorists. I'm starting to notice them in books. It just takes so much time. Because yeah. there's so many brilliant creators out there. Mm-hmm. I also, feel like you can't... Oh, sorry. I cut you off. Keep going. Oh, no, no. It's okay. I was just going to say before I've got um, David Papos, I'm going to add him in here because he is going to make it big. He's going to make it so big. <laughs> and I'd like to say I got to talk to him before he did that. Put it so. here first. You heard it. That's all I'd like to add. <laughs> okay, but go ahead. What were you going to say? I forgot. I have the attention span of a squirrel, so I'm good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. Wait. We also actually have, well, which one do I want to do? Um, We'll do this one. It's another one from our lovely friend, Glenn, that I think was at a different yeah, it was at a different time in day. Um, this question says, I know that Dallas's favorite superhero is Spider-Man. Or as Anne says, is Spider-Man. <laughs> Spelled funny. S-P-I-D-A-H-M-A-H-N. Making fun of my accent. My beautiful Ohio accent. You know what, Glenn? With one N, we hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Just gosh. Kidding. And Anne's fave superheroes are Aquaman, parentheses, with a shirt, and Captain Marvel, parentheses, without a shirt, question mark. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was good. That I'll give you good. That was good. I'm so mad. That was good. <laughs> but this is the one that says, but so Alex is, who is your fave and what is their fave story of theirs from any medium? And I'm going to take you up on that any medium, dun, 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 kind of on topic okay. with what we're talking about today. My all-time favorite two characters from one specific show, one Broadway show, is Glenda the Good Witch and Elphaba the Wicked Witch of the West from mm-hmm. Wicked. Those characters, as it's so funny, and like Dallas can back me up on this, actually. Growing up, everyone would compare me to Glenda up until like my sophomore year of high school and everything after that was definitely Elphaba the Wicked Witch of the West so love those two characters I literally ugly cry every time I listen to the vinyl from that musical not even kidding I like fetal position cry I cried during the show Dallas looked at me like I was a psychopath but I don't care so yeah that is my favorite yeah, that's so perfect. You're like, well, maybe I am a psychopath. Exactly. Maybe I am. My it's doctor okay. might say I am, so who knows? <laughs> I ugly cry. I uh, ugly cry. Ugly cry listening to the circle of life, so I feel it. Valid. Very valid. But no, I like have this image. It was my senior year of high school when we went and saw Wicked. And right oh. before the intermission, mm-hmm. it's when we have Elphaba's like like the song you know defying gravity and I literally like my seat was like right kind of in the middle of like the auditorium so I like had a full-on head face vision to her as she like is lifted up into the sky and like screams this song and I just am like bawling my eyes out and Dallas looks like he wants to scratch his eyeballs out with forks and I'm like (laughs) you do not appreciate this oh my My whole family was just like is it over yet I'm like, dude, this is halfway. We're not, it's not over yet. That's me showing my parents anything. <laughs> <laughs> Valid. Valid. Wow. 
But okay. Last question yes. from yes. Doug Smith. It says oh. a Superman pals question. Superman's pal question. Mm-hmm. So this I, was that that was from us. Yeah, that was the right. Eisner's one. Yep. Yes. Okay. So it says, hey all, and happy birthday, Anne. Oh, thank you. <laughs> We've seen Jimmy pop up all over the DC universe over the years, even ending up on a few different teams. My question is, if you could drop Jimmy in any super team, which one would you pick and what role would you give him within the team? Hope you all are enjoying the book and happy casting. <laughs> that's that's an interesting one because where do you put Jimmy where he really he, he really fits? Where does he shine? Yeah. Because we were talking about Superman's pal and how it's like Jimmy is the window into the DC universe. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm, off the top of my head, it's, it's interesting because I have like a couple of like go-tos like if you put Jimmy with the Doom Patrol, he has these like wacky antics that definitely could fit. Like mm-hmm, I could definitely mm-hmm. see him turn into a giant lizard man. And then true, the Doom true, Patrol. true. Um, it would also be interesting to see like him with the honestly maybe the Legion of Superheroes just to see his perspective on the future of the DC universe. Because mm-hmm. if he's like the active eyes of it, it'd be interesting to see how does he view DC now that all of it is history. You know. Mm-hmm him with this fantastical team they they all have like the legion has like very jimmy olsen vibes isn't they all have like the smiling like child superhero like oh gee golly gosh type of yeah like the classic like 60s you can really get like that silver age like i'm i'm looking for like i don't want to say nostalgia but it's like that classic feel Mm -hmm. i feel like you could really get that with them so I maybe them. I, I just and it, I would agree based on what you just said. That that I feel like that fits. Yeah. <laughs> so just anything other than the Justice League. He doesn't need to be with the Justice League. <laughs> no. Sorry, separation either. Not, exactly. Nope. Superman <laughs> said you are not allowed. Batman put up a sign. <laughs> Delete. We don't want Jimmy. Sorry. Uh, after everything <laughs> he did in that book, I would not be surprised if Batman put up signs everywhere. For, for not allowed. Jimmy. Jimmy Olsen is not allowed in the Hall of Justice. Yeah, if you look like this, do not let him in. Like on those Target posters, if you steal something, like don't let this person in. Don't let this person in. Bruce Wayne has filed a restraining order. <laughs> and he doesn't know why. Like, what's Bruce Wayne have against me? Oh, that was good. Okay. Oh. Ah, anything else to say? Well, Any closing other thoughts? Than that, not really. This was, I just had a lot of fun. This was a great episode. I know. I like want to like release this episode and then make everybody binge read it and then come and give us I, their thoughts. Maybe give us your thoughts on Twitter, everyone. Post yeah. your favorite snippet of a scene, pretty, pretty picture, and tell us your thoughts. Yes, please. And like, honestly, I'm looking at like how long this call has gone for. You could probably read the whole series in the time it takes you to listen to this podcast. Exactly. <gasps> Open it while you're listening. Ta-da! It's a read along. <gasps> and perfect. should we have made an audio book to this? Um, I think you know the answer is yes. <laughs> that would have been so. Can you imagine Dallas opening that, trying oh, to edit it? That would be oh, so fun. The biggest surprise. The best surprise. <laughs> that like, would have. What the hell? <laughs> that. <laughs> His rage would have burnt off whatever virus is inside him. <laughs> His fever breaks instantly. It's like, what the hell? What did these two do? This is the <sighs> last time I let them do this. Yeah, exactly. He's never leaving. He'll never get sick again after exactly. this. Exactly. But you know after- what? It was worth it while we did it. It was true, worth the one true. shot. He sees his podcast is in shambles from letting us two talk. The first two star <sighs> reviews start coming in. <laughs> negative reviews it's like oh whoopsie oh, no. uh, from glenn with one n just thumbs down <laughs> oh we're gonna push him too far he's gonna start oh, going glenn. oh i feel bad but that's okay <laughs> okay well you guys heard it here you better go read backstagers so that yeah. you can emotionally connect with me on my traumatizing high school years PTSD from playing song games. You'll never, I'll never recover. That's why I'm on therapy. Uh, <laughs> uh, just go out, read this book, do it, or I'll break your leg. You know, like yeah. they say in theater, that's what they say, right? Do it or I'll break your leg. <laughs> do it or I'll break your leg. <laughs> we, we think it. We definitely think it. 
Every time the freaking lead opens their mouth, we think it. Oh, my God. I cannot tell you enough how many times the leads of every musical is so hated by the entire ensemble. Oh, I can feel it. The whole time. That sounds about right. One girl specifically that I just remember vividly hating my senior year of high school is great. She was like, anyway, time for a shout out. (laughs) Name drop. Just kidding. (laughs) I need to be stopped. (laughs) I need to lay off the caffeine. Coffee, man. Coffee. It'll get you. It'll get (laughs) you. Probably what every single backstager runs on is coffee. Yeah, that's the only thing that can explain your head catching on fire for no reason. Exactly. And your hair looking like Medusa. Okay. Well, everyone, if you liked the show and you want to hear more from us throughout the week, go follow our Twitter ca- Twitter account at CMX Collective, or you can find each of us at our personals with at Dallas underscore comics at Ann Comics, and at Lexi Taylor underscore one, two, three. If you enjoyed the show and want to show your support, please go to the Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening and give us a five-star review and we'll read it off on the show. Do we have any of those today? (gasps) I don't think so. Awesome. Y'all failed from last week. (laughs) There's still a chance. The opening is there. There might be in just Allison sent them to me, so we'll throw him under the bus for that. Exactly. If you left us a lovely review and we haven't read it, it's Dallas's fault. Go write him an angry tweet. <laughs> Leave a review about him. How much we don't like him. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. And finally, feel free to email us with your questions or comments for the show at thecomicscollective at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week for our episode on I think the first three of Saga, am I right? Yeah, yeah we're gonna read some Saga. Holy crap! Oh, I better start reading that because yeah. I definitely. Is this your have... first time through? No, it's not. Okay, luckily. okay. Thank Got others, it. But I was gonna say I need to know how much you expect and what you don't. So I definitely have read at least the first, our first bunch for sure. Got it. I think okay. I finished like I didn't quite finish the big one that Dallas gave me, but I got like eighty percent through. Okay, so, cool. And then he stole it. So <laughs> all his fault again. He was I'm not patient. He was here. not patient with the year that it took me to read it. So <laughs> sue me. That's on him. <laughs> but yeah, so everyone tune in next week for that. It'll be so fun. Yeah. We'll have our lovely hopefully we'll have our little Dallas back. Hopefully so he can rein us in on our reign of terror. Yeah, because otherwise I'm just gonna figure out how to spend the entire hour talking just about goose so like yes yes <laughs> dallas yes, you better yes. come back dallas better come back otherwise <laughs> it's going to be a goose episode <laughs> oh. but we love you guys all so much and we love dallas as well as he's yes, listening to this shit show of a podcast and <laughs> having to edit it for us so we will see you all next week Bye-bye. bye bye